0: and welcome back to the Pass It to Patrick podcast. I'm Patrick Cassidy. Uh, we have another episode today. It's a fun day. We are officially 24 hours from the draft. I'm excited. The draft gets me excited. I've done a couple mock drafts. Um, everyone always is talking about the draft around this time of year, I find it one of the more interesting things that's happening in sports. It seems like the draft just keeps getting bigger and bigger, so no doubt I'm excited, and there's so many storylines in the draft this year. There's um, all the quarterback rankings, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I've given you my top five who I believe are the best Uh, some big news today Antonio Brown re-signs with Tampa Bay so we're going to get into that a little bit and talk about commitment and how he has shown commitment to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady is getting so lucky with his stars everyone is re-signing with Tampa they officially now have re-signed everyone that was going to leave it's impressive I, I don't know what to say. It's impressive. Uh, we're going to talk a little NBA today, some NBA talk to- topics, and uh, I'm excited. So let's go ahead and get into it. So one of the first storylines that I kind of want to talk about today are the San Francisco 49ers because there's been so much speculation about what they're going to do with that number three overall pick. Uh I talked last week a little bit about who I think they should take. <clears throat> I, I really don't think that... Uh, going with Mac Jones is what they need to do. But, you know, every week that goes by, there seems to be more of these little leaks that just point to them taking Mac Jones. And we're talking a little bit about who's playing it safe with this draft. Last year was an interesting draft due to COVID. Um, A lot of guys, um, a lot of of due diligence didn't get done. But no doubt, you know, the draft happened and some teams took who they were going to take. But this year is a little even more interesting because the depth of this draft isn't like, you know, previous years. Um, I think we got solid picks in the first round, second, and third round, but then that fourth round gets gets coming around and, you know, it kind of loses its depth a little bit. So definitely the first round, in my opinion, is one of the most important rounds, more than ever, in the last few years of drafts. Because these teams really have to knock it out of the park with their picks. Talent, offensive talent this year, I've never been more impressed with it. I mean, you have quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. The only position I see that's not as great on the offensive side is uh, running back. But there's also offensive linemen. I mean, this draft, if you're drafting offense, this is the draft that... Uh, You need to be targeting uh, offensive players. Now, getting back to the 49ers, I believe that all these leaks are coming out. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of panic mode within that organization because Kyle Shanahan uh, and the GM, uh, Lynch, they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago against the Chiefs and they haven't been back. And yes, Jimmy Garoppolo has gotten hurt and different things have happened but now we're in that panic mode it seems like in San Francisco where moves have to be happening to keep fans interested now i don't think that you should always please fans but the momentum of your franchise kind of depends on the the what the fans think because if your fans aren't excited then you're not going to sell tickets and you're not going to sell merchandise and you know you're going to end up losing money and that doesn't bode well for the owners and U.S. football personnel's relationships. So no doubt Kyle Shanahan, and they he wants to make a splash in the draft, but also I don't think they're going to take Trey Lance. I think they should because you'd always want to aim higher. You wouldn't want to just, you know, settle for settling on Mac Jones, but also Mac Jones is ready to go in the NFL. Trey Lance, you're going to need a couple years. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan knows if he has a couple years. That's the thing. And, you know, patience is key in some situations. And then other situations, you have to be ultra-aggressive. I, for one, think the 49ers need to be aggressive in this situation, and they need to take Trey Lance. Because there's a lot of offensive talent in this draft. And Mac Jones, in my opinion, isn't a top 15 player in the draft. He isn't. He might be teetering on the 16th position. You know, I think he's just outside of the top 15 talents in the draft. I do. I've even had him going to the Patriots in some of my mock drafts just because I don't believe that he should be a top 10 quarterback. Now, that said, you can plug players into that San Francisco offense and you can have success. And that's what I think the 49ers are going to do. They're going to take Mac Jones. They're going to play it safe. Picks one will be Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson, and boom, Mac Jones. And then Justin Fields, I think he's going to fall. I think Trey Lance will go. I don't know how this has happened, but I believe Trey Lance will go, and then Justin Fields will go. And that is shocking because all leading up to this draft, it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, et cetera, et cetera. But now... Everything—it's amazing how the last couple of months can change perspe- uh, perspective of people, you know. Because we all perceived Trevor Lawrence as number one, and then we perceive Justin Fields as the number two. But then you start picking apart guys, and I really don't think that's fair. I-, I wouldn't start picking them apart so so much. I think you need to look at what they've done, um, the good things they've done, not the not the you know traits that you can fix. Because good coaching can fix a lot of things. It really can. So, you know, the 49ers, they have some big decisions. The draft is no doubt going to have fireworks happen. It's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, Finally, we're going to get to stop speculating and we're just going to see what these teams are doing. And, you know, I want to get into this because I've talked a little bit about patience and when you should be patient and when you should should be aggressive and Kind of segueing into the Panthers from the 49ers because it appears the 49ers, they were a little more aggressive and they're going to go ahead and just take the guy and start him and play. Um, You know what? Good for them. If Mac Jones is their guy, that's fine. I wouldn't do it, but good for them. The Panthers. Now, there are reports coming out that, you know, they've had personnel say, you know, we like Darnold, but we haven't picked up his fifth year option. You know, they've said they've liked Darnold, but they haven't picked up his fifth-year option. And that is saying something to me. That is saying that if Justin Fields or Trey Lance is there when they pick, they're going to take one of them. I think it's shocking. I think it's not smart. I think that when you trade for Sam Darnold, I mean, come on, give Sam Darnold a chance. Just give him a chance. This guy, this guy's had (laughs) head coach that, you know, players didn't like in New York gets traded, you know, I'd say work with Sam Darnold, pick up his fifth-year option, use him for a couple years. I I have this, this is this is just my opinion, but it always seems like every year, if it's just me, quarterbacks seem to go every year early. And it's amazing because I think you should give Drew Locke another year. I think you should give Sam Darnold a little more time. You know, But it seems like these teams, they're giving these guys one or two years, and if it's not there, we're just going to take the next guy. What, What happens if Mac Jones has two good, decent years, but he isn't exciting? Because, yes, getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl is what the overall goal is. But also keeping your fan base excited is very important. And if you're just going to have a game manager, that excitement level, and if he gets hurt a couple times... Now, granted, you can't find a McHome's or Brady every year in the draft, but you need something to keep those fans excited. And I'm sorry if you just keep taking quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. You are messing with the mental state of your quarterback that you have on the roster, and I don't think that's good or healthy for your franchise. But the Panthers, I, I don't like the position that they're putting themselves in. They seem to be thinking that they can take another quarterback, see what Sam Darnold's got. You know, I've been against that whole uh, method and uh, idea that that's okay. Because it's not okay. You need to give guys time to grow, adapt, adjust. It's very important. And there, are, there is a lot of good offensive tackles in this draft. And it annoys me that some of these teams are just going to take a quarterback, and a wide receiver, and totally ignore building the base. You got to take, there's reports now that the Bengals are going to take Jamar Chase and that Joe Burrow's pushing for Jamar Chase. Are you kidding me? You got hurt last year. What are you even thinking of taking a wide receiver for? You got to take an offensive tackle. If I'm the Bengals, I think in every one of my mock drafts, I have them taking a, a tackle. I don't think I've predicted them taking a wide receiver. I don't think a lot of people have. They have them taking a tackle. I don't know What they're thinking if they take Jamar Chase within that division and those pass rushers, rushers. I mean, Joe Burrow, you're gonna be on, you're gonna be running for your life from uh, T.J. Watt, you know, and all that defensive pressure. I think the Browns now have Miles Garrett, and they just uh, just signed uh, Jadavion Clowney. So like, what are you even thinking? You need to go offensive tackle. All these teams, you're really starting to see it within the 24 hours of the draft. There are so many reports coming out. I don't remember a draft with this many uh, reports. Teams lying, leaking stuff. And, I mean, I love it because it gives us something to talk about. But it gives me something to talk about. But honestly, I, I can't believe how many leaks and stories are out there. You know, there's stories about... There's there's weird off, off-base stories like Trevor Lawrence and his uh, willingness to win. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, the Panthers are kind of an interesting position. I, I don't think that they should take a quarterback. I think they should go offensive line, uh, protect Sam Darnold, build around him. And so we actually have uh, some news that's happening in the NFL just today as we speak, as I'm talking. The Panthers are trading quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to Broncos for a sixth round pick, as reported on NFL.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Teddy Bridgewater is on his way to Denver. And the Panthers, you know, kudos on them. We were just talking about them, but hey, they're moving, moving Teddy Bridgewater. They're they're being a little more aggressive here, getting a 6th round pick. I gosh, that that doesn't seem like a lot. I I was hoping they would at least get a I was at least thinking they were at least going to get a 4th and Maybe a sixth or a you know fifth and sixth, but they only got a, got a sixth pick. But I guess they they got rid of that contract and Bridgewater's off to Broncos. Well, what this does is this is interesting because this actually affects uh, my mock drafts because now the Denver Broncos I <laughs> I don't see them taking a quarterback now. You know I think that in one of my personal mock drafts they they take Caleb Farley, and I think that's maybe a little bit of a reach. Um, I think it'll be Patrick 13, the second uh, JC Horn or Caleb Farley to help that backfield. But now definitely, I do not think they are going to take Trey Lance. Definitely not. I I think that that's actually a big shock in the draft. And now finally, they have a quarterback competition like they were saying they wanted Teddy Bridgewater drew lock. Let's go for it. So no doubt that this helps. This is. I'm I'm conflicted on it because I think it's good for Teddy Bridgewater. For the Broncos, I don't I don't know. Because they do have a quarterback competition now. But also what you've done is you haven't like you know what you haven't juiced up the franchise. To me, this is like Andy Dalton to the Bears. This is like patching the hole. I it's interesting now because it doesn't look like they're gonna take a quarterback, but I guess they still could. I liked them taking Trey Lance simply because it's going to juice up your organization, or Justin Fields. What this does is very interesting, because if they decide to go offensive line now, or defense, you might see Justin Fields fall hard to the mid-teens. You might see him just fall. You might not see a team trade up. You might see him fall right to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, and they will get their quarterback. Um, I I don't think that's a bad thing because I think the Patriots are a more stable franchise, so I think he'll be successful there, but this definitely shakes, like like I'm saying, like I said earlier, there's the storylines that just keep happening 24 hours before the draft. This is a huge storyline. Teddy Bridgewater's out of Carolina. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's just now happening, so, I mean, exciting, I guess, for Broncos fans because you're going to have a little bit of a quarterback competition, and I think Teddy Bridgewater will be successful in Denver. Um, I think he'll be – I would still have given Drew Locke, you know, this year, but I I see Teddy Bridgewater starting now. I don't see them giving Drew Locke uh, this year, even though I think they should. But Teddy Bridgewater's there, so maybe actually he could help Drew Locke. Maybe if Drew Locke sits behind him and learns and Drew Locke goes somewhere else, maybe that'll actually help Drew Locke – progress as a quarterback we'll see so kind of sticking with the draft a little more uh, it's been reported now the Eagles could potentially trade up for Justin Fields um in the uh 2021 NFL draft uh the Eagles are a huge question mark for me in the draft um you know as a Washington fan maybe I'm a little biased but I think they've taken the cake for being the most dysfunctional organization now in our division because they are all over the place, you know, trading all over the place, trying to get the best uh, deal. I think they're going to mess up the draft terribly. I'm sorry. It just seems like that organization, their head coach, they did not get a good head coach. I mean, (laughs) the guy doesn't. And just my opinion, he doesn't sound or act like an NFL coach. But, you know, the, the draft is interesting because You know, there's these people that say they should take fields. They should take a quarterback. Well, what are you doing then? You know, setting, you need to set up Jalen Hurts to succeed. I think you need to go Devontae Smith. I think you need to take a wide receiver. Um, Definitely set Jalen Hurts up to succeed. I mean, take anything other than a quarterback. If the Eagles take a quarterback, we can pretty much assume they're dysfunctional, (laughs) which they're already acting like it. But uh, uh, if they take a quarterback, that's like icing on the cake. The Eagles screwed the pooch with Carson Wentz. He's out of town. I I think a little bit that's on Carson Wentz, but also I think a lot of that's on the Eagles. I'm sorry, but I believe some of the reports on Carson Wentz, but I don't believe all of them. I think that the Eagles could have done a much better job. You have to stroke uh, the egos of your quarterback, if you will. Um, You know, they ain't going to go in there and criticize Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs. Tom Brady ain't getting criticized. Russell Wilson ain't getting criticized. Now, granted, I never had Carson Wentz in that same uh, category as them. Not yet. He won MVP, but I never had him in that same category. Now, with that said, he was still a top talent when they had him, and so I think they could have handled the situation better, but that's kind of another topic. We're talking about if they will take a quarterback or not, but They kind of screwed up the Carson Wentz situation a little bit. And now all of a sudden they're like, we love Jalen Hurts. Well, you can't go back and forth because now all the reports are saying they want a quarterback in Justin Fields. And they're just so up and down to me. Uh, You can't go back and forth like that when you own an NFL franchise. So it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do to, like I said, this draft, there's no shortage of stories. I will be happy when we finally see what these teams are planning and we can stop speculating because I love the mock draft and I love the draft as much as the next guy, but it'll be, it'll be exciting to talk about what these teams plans are, uh, post draft. So can't wait for it. Um, I'm excited. Panthers making moves with the Broncos 49ers, bunch of leaks coming out (laughs) and you know, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. It looks like they're going to be going one, two, and three from everything I've heard. So, I want to kind of dive into the NBA because the NBA is starting to heat up now a little bit. LeBron James, because he is—he's making headlines. He is posting videos. Of him running up and down the court. He's—he's uh, he's going to be making his comeback here uh, pretty shortly. Right before the playoffs, I think there's like 10 games or 11 games left for the Lakers. I'm not too sure, but he's definitely going to come back and get in that groove with uh, AD. And and I have them winning the championship. I don't have many doubts. They're going to get that chemistry build back up uh, with the team. They got Andre Drummond. He's going to do amazing for them. So the Lakers are definitely my top team to win the championship. But it's interesting, all the LeBron haters... Out there, it's interesting how, you know, they love to say that he, you know, he isn't playing right now, and you know, MJ would have done things differently. That's not how you handle yourself in the NFL and the NBA. Well, oh, I'm sorry, that is how uh, things are done in the current NBA, and I'm sorry, but I believe the game is actually uh, is progressing the right way. Um, Now, granted, I'm not always a fan of stars sitting out, but at the end of the day, hey, LeBron's gonna win his fifth chip, and haters are going to say what they're going to say, but I mean, come on, Kawhi did the same thing, and Kawhi didn't get as much hate when he came back, you know, when he was game managing everything, so the Lakers, I think they're going to win, um, LeBron's going to come back, they're all going to get in a groove, be on fire, um, and the MVP award, I mean, who knows, I at the beginning of the year, I had LeBron, and then it looked like Joel Embiid. And then it looked like uh, Nikolai Jokic, Chris Paul. In my opinion, Chris Paul's meant the most to his team. Also, Stephon Curry's in there too. So I don't know who's exactly. I don't know how they're gonna vote on this because, in my opinion, it should be Chris Paul. He has made the most difference with the uh, Phoenix Suns. He has progressed that team very well. And you know, there's even talk of Luka Don Luka Doncic. For MVP, I mean, Steph Curry's having an amazing year. And when, you know, when Clay gets back, I think they're going to be title contenders. I think they will. They're going to add a few more pieces. But it's it's amazing how the MVP, usually we have a clear-cut winner by now. Usually the narrative, like I think last year it was Giannis. And everyone was like, Giannis is winning. That's it. And no matter what LeBron did, Giannis was going to win it. Well, I think this year's a little different. I think there's a little more uh, conflict on who should win it because LeBron started off hot and so did Joel Embiid. And who else was it? I think Nikolai Jokic started off pretty hot and then it kind of fizzle, fizzled on that when LeBron and Joel Embiid got hurt. Well, then Jokic, he's coming up. But then some people are like Jimmy Butler, Stephon Curry, Chris Paul. Look at all these guys. So it's it's very up in the air to me right now of who's going to win it. It should be Chris Paul, but sadly it won't be because the MVP award is so up and down. I I honestly, I'm not impressed with how they've done the voting for the MVP the last few years. Uh, it could be done so much better. And the, the NBA will start definitely heating up, and we're going to talk more about it in future podcasts. But um, the Nets... Looks like they're going to make a good run in the East. I don't think they have the chemistry to win anything, but they're going to make a run, no doubt. And they might get through a couple teams, but they won't win the finals. Uh, the Clippers, they're looking pretty good. Um, it It's very interesting because the NFL and the NBA are so similar in some ways and then so different in other ways. The, the NBA draft doesn't get hardly any buzz unless you have a Zion or, you know, a LeBron <laughs> or a generational talent. It doesn't get as much buzz. But the NFL, uh, these guys are getting publicity, press. It's like every other day. I mean, these guys are on covers of magazines. And you could be Mac Jones and he could be on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated and he's a third pick. <laughs> but, it, you know, they're so different. And exciting times to be a sports fan. The NBA playoffs are getting ready to start. And uh, you know, we'll get into my playoff predictions probably on the next podcast. We'll talk a little bit abo- a little bit more about that, But some storylines, um, no doubt in the NBA. So kind of segueing back into the NFL because I'm a Washington football team fan. So I wanted to spend a little time today talking about, Uh, the Washington football team and what I think they should do in the draft because, you know, this team, we're we're teetering on, you know, we're going to go far this year, I think, but we're teetering on winning our uh, division this year, and I think these these moves that they've made are extremely important. You know, first, you know, uh, they tweeted out we've exercised Darren Payne's fifth-year contract, so he's coming back huge for us. I mean, De'Aaron Payne is definitely uh, a key piece in that defense. We've also swapped picks with Dolphins. We get Eric Flowers back uh, on the line. I'm impressed with that. That was a smart move. But the NFL draft, they pick 19th. And I'm going to kind of go through the different options that I think they could do. Now, the the popular opinion is for them to trade up and take a quarterback like Trey Lance. It's interesting because I don't think that's what Ron Rivera wants to do. Ron Rivera, he he's he's pretty much built the the culture there, and he's building the culture, and the culture is win, win, win. They proved that last year. He was swapping in and out quarterbacks, and I remember him saying in an interview, We have a chance to win this division. We're gonna win it. You know, I don't care about draft picks. <laughs> I don't care about where where we pick. We're gonna win this division. And so he's He's kind of shown his cards and how he's wanting to build the the culture there, so it'll be interesting to see what he does in the draft because a lot of people have them moving up and taking Trey Lance or they want them to take a quarterback. I just don't don't really see them doing that. I I believe that they should take Elijah Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive line, or they should just stay where they are. And take defense and build that defense even more. Because Ron Rivera loves defense. Offensive line or defense for me. You know, they could take Zeve Collins and they could, you know, use another linebacker back there. Even though we're stacked on defense. Taking a cornerback would be huge. If you can get Caleb Farley, if he falls, Patrick 13, the second. Or, you know... JC Horn if you move up I don't I wouldn't mind them giving up a fourth round pick or third round pick moving up swapping first round picks and with let's say the I'm not sure who's picking where but let's say they just move up to like the 13th spot and they take a cornerback or a defense or a Micah Parsons I I think that would be a good pick I I don't see a problem with that or an offensive lineman, but the whole thing about them taking a quarterback, uh, of course, the fan in me, the 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 person that wants excitement, you know, I of course I want them to take a quarterback because that you know that excites the fan base and you do need a quarterback. But also, I love how people say, well, this year's draft class, next year's draft class isn't supposed to be isn't supposed to be good when it comes to quarterbacks. So you definitely want to put everything into this draft and move up and and get a quarterback. But. Eh, I don't buy that. I think every year there's somebody, there is somebody that is going to go in the top five that's a quarterback. So in my opinion, you need to move up, take another piece, building piece, build, 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 and create a good culture there around winning. If you take Trey Lance, of course, I'll be excited if they do (laughs) because, you know, it it sparks a little life into the um, organization. But I think you need to take Trey Lance and not settle for Mac Jones or Justin Fields. Not that settling for Justin Fields is settling, but Trey Lance has more of an upside to me. So if you can't get Trey Lance, then don't move up. Stick there, stay there. Stick on that spot. Take a quarterback. I mean, not a quarterback. Take an offensive lineman or defense, excuse me. But, you know... Of course I'll be excited if they take Trey Lance. The fan base will be pumped up. We definitely could use a quarterback because we need to start winning. Now we do have um Ryan Fitzpatrick, a little Fitz Magic. I didn't mind that move. Some people are like, Why didn't you go for Darnold? Well, Darnold, you know, we we maybe didn't want to commit to that, that quarterback per se right now. And if Fitzpatrick can come in and win the division, I mean, hey, Jalen Hurts. Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, I think it's Dak Prescott, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts, honestly, in our division. I think that's how the quarterbacks rank, one through five. I think we may have the second-best quarterback in our division. And we'll, we'll know by, you know, late November if Daniel Jones is the guy in New York and Jalen Hurts is the guy. And, you know, Dak Prescott's, you know, expected to make a big comeback, and he will, but honestly... I think it's smarter for us to go defense, stay with the mindset of building a culture, and it'll be exciting to see what they do, though. You know, enough speculating because we're going to get to see it tomorrow night, and I can't wait. And so one of the final uh, topics we're going to talk about today, this has been just an NFL uh, talking day. We've just been talking about the NFL so much today. So one of the final subjects that I want to talk about um, regarding the NFL today is you know Antonio Brown signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I believe now that they have Antonio Brown back they were already a threat to repeat I believe now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a genuine threat to repeat the Super Bowl like 100% I had them like a 90% but now I think it's like 100% the legitimacy of them repeating and getting back to the Super Bowl. Getting back to the Super Bowl at least, but you know, repeating highly highly likely chance that they're going to do that. So now that Antonio Brown's back, what that what it what Tom Brady has shown is that if you work hard enough. And also there's only one Tom Brady, no one can compare. But if you work hard enough, team you can run a franchise because let's just be real. The Buccaneers when Brady was like think about it. They weren't like Brady, come here, come here, come here. No, Brady called him. He was like, "Yeah, I'm going there. That's I, I. picked you. You know you. You're you're welcome. I'm coming to Tampa. And look at the control he's had. And other guys like Russ, Patrick Mahomes, um, they they want that control. And I don't blame Russell Wilson for being upset with the Seahawks when you see Tom Brady uh, get what he wants. <laughs> so he now has Antonio Brown coming back. And Antonio Brown, he really wanted to stay with the Buccaneers. And I think he proved that he can be, um, if he can just not get too worked up on things and keep a even keel uh, mindset throughout the season, which he showed last year, he can be a valuable threat to, for them in the red zone and you know, on the deep, deep passes. But now that they have everyone coming back, oh my gosh, we're going to have to do an NFL ranking too on this podcast. Gosh, we got to get, we got to get more episodes in here because, you know, um, it's a little bit shorter of an episode today, but that's just because um, the draft is coming up and I've covered a lot of the draft already. So I'm so excited to see what happens tomorrow night. And uh, I think we're going to go ahead and just wrap up the episode right now. So everyone, thank you for listening. Um, We might try and get another episode out this week, uh, a post-draft episode, maybe on Friday. If not, you'll see me next week. But thank you for listening. This has been Pass It to Patrick, and uh, have a good day, everyone.